Looking for new threads? Well, we've got you covered at the Music Is Live podcast official merch store over at tpublic.com. Whether it's t-shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, travel mugs, phone cases, or onesies for your infant rockers and metalheads, you can find everything you're looking for over at the Music Is Live podcast merch store at tpublic. Go to my link tree at l-i-n-k-a-t-r dot e-e forward slash Music Is Live podcast and get your merch today. Buy my stuff and thanks for your support. TerraNut is proud to offer you a natural nut bar chock full of healthy fats, minerals, and protein that meet your demands. Go to their website, www.terranut.com. You can order from them directly, and they will ship it to you. Use my coupon code, LUMAVS, and you will get a 25% discount on your first order. TerraNut Superfood Snacks, www.terranut.com. Don't forget to use coupon code, LUMAVS, at checkout. Fuel your life. You're listening to the Music Is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs, on the Rat Sound Review Network. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Music Is Life podcast. This is your host, Lou Mabs. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you listen to my podcast because you subscribe to it, wherever you can, where. Ah, uh, my God. I never know how to say this statement. So I'm going to try that again. Rewind. Thanks for tuning in to the Music is Live podcast. This is your host, Lou Maps. If you listen to me, you either subscribe to me wherever you download your podcast from. I'll leave it at that for now. Or you're listening to me on the Rat Sal Review Network. Either way, I thank you. <laughs> million other podcasts in the world and you're stuck listening to me. What a sucker you are. I mean, ah, thank you very much. Anyways, I'm back in the studio Corolla for tonight's little powwow and just finished an Uber Eats drive. Ten trips. Decent cash. Can't complain. (laughs) It's all going to my daughter anyway, so whatever. Um, So, what has Lou been listening to lately? Well, it's been, you know, a pretty eclectic week for me. I listened to Preacher. No, I'm sorry, not Preacher. I'm sorry. Prophet. Prophet and the Cowboys of Apocalypse. Listened to the album for the Rat's Eye Review show that I just shot Wednesday with Wayne. And we actually interviewed Prophet, who's also the lead singer of heavy metal band St. Manus. Really nice guy really good musician, give him a listen, go to his band camp, and, you know, purchase the album from him, I think right now it's only available on digital, so, give it a go there, I highly recommend it, if you're into, like, Americana, Roots Rock, Hard Rock, Acoustic Rock, Outlaw Country Rock, you know, it's good stuff, other than that, I've been listening to Ave, which is the last album, I don't mean last like they're not recording anymore, I mean like last as in it's the last album they recorded, the album Ave by Venom Incorporated, uh, Venom Incorporated in case, or I guess they're called Venom Inc., but if anyone doesn't know who they are, if anyone remembers from the 80s, the band that was considered the godfathers of black metal, Venom, 
It's two-thirds of the original lineup. It's Abaddon and Mantas. Cronus is in Venom, and Abaddon and Mantas are in Venom, Inc., with the bassist singer that replaced Cronus in 89, I think it was, uh, Tony, Demolition Man. I listened to the album on referral from Ralph Vieira over at Vieira Vault and from uh, the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. And, you know, I mean, I, I liked Venom. Uh, you know, I, I think the songs Witching Hour, Welcome to Hell, and Black Metal are classics of... They're, they're, I think they're classic songs from the... I don't know if you would call them New Wave of British Heavy Metal, but maybe... I don't even know if you would call them First Wave of Black Metal, but they're from that era. And, you know, I I like those songs. So this is like the first Venom album I really listened to from start to finish, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, not for the faint of heart if you're a hardcore Christian, um, which I do consider myself a Christian, but I also know how to separate entertainment from, you know, like any spiritual beliefs I have. And, you know, I could... I have no problem separating it, and I thought it was a really good album, so I've been listening to that, and also been listening to, uh, what else have I been listening to on my uh, iPhone, so there's that, bah, can't remember, well, I know the, the I, I remember, it was, uh, the Birthday Massacre. I didn't even know that they released an album last year. Uh, they released an album called Diamonds, and they were supposed to tour for it before the lockdown happened, before the pandemic. And it's a shame because I really would have loved to have seen them on tour. I think the last time they came to my area, they played at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, opening for Jonathan Davis of Corn when he went on a solo tour. So missed that opportunity. I only got into the birthday massacre about seven years ago, and it was actually my brother Tony who turned me on to them. He was a fan of theirs first, and I never heard of the birthday massacre, and when he played them for me, I was really taken aback. I love the music. I love Chibi's voice. I think she's got one of the best voices in music today. You know, um, I know that there's there's a lot of other female singers in rock who they get more attention, and I'm not saying that it's not deserved. You know, all respect to Amy Lee of Evanescence, uh, Christina Scavia of Lacuna Coil, um, Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm. You know, all all great singers, but I don't think Chibi gets enough recognition as a singer or as a lyricist, and I really think that people should give them a shot. Uh, that's a band that's definitely worth checking out. My recommended albums for them would be Pins and Needles, Superstition, and Under Your Spell, and the latest album, which is Diamonds. So, wow, that's crazy. I Three of those albums were their latest three. And definitely go back and check out their other stuff. You know, they've been around almost 20 years now. And they have 
up. They've avasted a wealth of material for people to enjoy. And please support them. You know, the great thing about the fan base that they have is they actually they, they, they patron the, the birthday massacre. It's like they they donate X amount of dollars to them and they're incentivized. So like if you donate like $20, you get like a copy of the album. If you get like $50, you get like a copy of the album and the uh, whatchamacallit, you get and a t-shirt, you know, like, I think that's great, and they get, like, personalized messages from them, so, you know, please support them, they're on an independent label, they're on Metropolis, and, you know, Metropolis is a really good, um, independent label for industrial music, goth, dark wave, and I think that the Birthday Massacre actually... They, I think they're a band that caters to listeners of the genres that I mentioned. Even, you know, hard rock, metal. You know, I mean, it's not like... I wouldn't call it metal comparable to, like, uh, Children of Bodom or anything like that. But, you know, it's it's still really good stuff. I mean, it's melodic. The, the vocal melodies are beautiful. And, I mean, they just rock. I really think that people more people should know about them. They actually just released a single, which is a cover of the Never Ending Story, the theme song from the 1984 film. Okay, true confession time. I've never seen the film, okay? There. It took me 30 years to see Back to the Future, the first one, and I still have yet to see Never Ending Story. Uh, Never Ending Story. Fucking sue me, okay? But... I love the song. I think the song is great. I love the version done by Lamal from Kajagoogoo. Say that three times fast. Kajagoogoo, Kajagoogoo, Kajagoogoo. Oh, that's a nice rhythm right there. Um, and I know that the song has found some popularity again because of the show Stranger Things on Netflix, where the kid is singing into his girlfriend over the microphone and everyone's like, what the hell's going on? You know, I thought that was a, a cute scene. And I know that the Birthday Massacre actually recorded this uh, song for their album Violet, but I think they had to take it off that album for copyright reasons, which is a shame. But if anyone knows the music industry, you know, you, you know that it's, uh, it's, it's kind of part and parcel of uh, doing cover songs. You know, you can release it for free if you don't plan on monetizing on it. But if, you know, if, if, if the if the artist expects to get monetized, the one who wrote it, then, you know, you have to kind of go through a whole process with, like, making sure that they get the correct amount of royalties. You know, that it's like, you know, they have to get, like, points of a percentage on an album sale and... It's a whole hassle, and when you're on an independent label and when you're an independent band, it's a lot more difficult than if you just release your own stuff. So they finally released it after, I don't know, 10 plus years, and it's the best version of the song that I've ever heard. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It sounds like a birthday massacre song, but it's a never-ending story, and... I think everyone should listen to it. I actually posted a reel of a clip of it, I think like 
15 or 20 seconds of it on my Instagram and sunk it up to my Facebook and seemed like, you know, it got a response. You know, here I am going back and forth with Wayne from Ratsaw Review. He's like, you know, I've never heard of, uh, of this. I said, what? The band or the song? He goes, yes. I'm like, the band or the song? He goes, yes. I'm like, asshole, the band or the song? And he said, yes. And I'm like, motherfucker, did you not know of the never-ending story theme song or did you not know of the birthday massacre? So then he decides to text me and says, of course I know the never-ending story. I've seen it a couple of times. Falcor the luck dragon scares me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Why well, didn't you just say that way over Facebook? Fucking Wayne. <laughs> but yes, I think everyone should check out the Birthday Massacre, especially the four albums that I mentioned: Pins and Needles, Superstition, Under Your Spell, and Diamonds. And please check out their cover of the Neverending Story. You'll absolutely love it. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm recording this as I'm about to go home. And first of all, I just want to say thanks to everybody who's been watching the YouTube channel as well. I posted up parts one and two of my interview with George Fullen. And, you know, whether you watched it or listened to it, thank you. Really appreciate the support. Uh, Subscriber count's going up. I finally cracked 20 on uh, YouTube. So yay, small victories. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, tomorrow is going to be Saturday, March 20th, and I'll actually be doing sound for Bad Habits, my friends in the Thin Lizzy Trivia Band. They're doing a live stream at three o'clock on YouTube. If anyone has my Facebook, um, if anyone's friends with me on Facebook, I posted the link to it so that you can watch it as it's happening. Um, if not, add me on Facebook and you'll see it. So I'm really looking forward to this and doing sound for the guys, you know, going to make sure we do a good test, test rehearsal before the live stream. Then, you know, relax, chill out. Then by the time three o'clock hits, you're going to be blown away by, in my opinion, the best band out there doing the music of Vin Lizzy. That being said, um, I've really taken, uh, a huge liking to the guys personally. Uh, I've known Rich, the rhythm guitarist, for a very long time. You know, like I've I've seen him around, and you know, we both used to work together at a music store, yeah, you know, at a guitar store actually, in Queens Boulevard in uh, 2001. And you know, unfortunately, we lost touch, but we got back in touch again because of uh, bad habits. And Gordon did a solo for the for the the tribute that Long Island musicians did for uh, the the essential workers you know we did, uh, covered the Ronnie James Dio song Stars and you know I was happy to ask be a part of it I wasn't included my guitar solo you know I, I don't play like the other guys I'm not a shredder and I have no shame in admitting that but I said, I remember uh, saying, you know, I, whoever's playing the guitar with the mirror pickguard, which was Gordon, 
I said, he did a phenomenal job. And Gordon actually, uh, we spoke on the phone today and he said that that meant a lot to him because it, the fact that I singled out him from everybody else, uh, he really appreciated it. And I'm like, yeah, hey, man, I'm just being honest, you know, like, you know, all the love in the world for Jake Miller, Damiano Christian, and, you know, a bunch of the other guys who, who made it on there. But, you know, I'm not a shredder. I love shredding, meaning I love listening to guitar players who can shred. It's not something I listen to all the time, but it's part of what I listen to. Um, I prefer more, you know, guts, more heart, more feel, more, you know, more gusto, I guess you could say, in my guitar playing. Because, like, that's along the style that I play. But again, I'm, I'm open-minded to listening to every style. So we hit it off because of that. Jerry's been great because, you know, we just did a, uh, we just did an episode of Screams from the Grave for Rat Saw Review, where we cover albums that time has forgotten. So we covered Hotter Than Hell by Kiss, and we had Lisa Mann from White Crone. We had Ralph on the show. We had Wayne and Jerry. So there's five of us. And there's... <laughs> if there's one thing this experience has taught me is don't put five KISS fans in a room expecting to end the show in a half hour because you need about three times more of that. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was it was fun. But I, I was supposed to moderate the show for Greg because Greg couldn't do it. And I was just like, wow, I've, I've lost all control. I've lost all freaking control. <laughs> But it was fun, you know, it, it was it was a good time. I thought it made for a great episode. <laughs> it ended up turning into um, Kiss Therapy, <laughs> where we talked about our traumatic Kiss stories. I thought Wayne had the funniest because he said his traumatic Kiss experience was seeing Kiss on the farewell tour in 2000 and said that they were horrible. Apparently, like, Ace, I think, completely missed his fretboard during his guitar solo and was playing an air neck. Yeah, well... Which I have whatever Ace was taking. Anyways, um, and Jerry is a phenomenal drummer. Great time, great feel. You know, he definitely plays the Brian Downey parts very well. So, you know, we all live in the state of New York. We all have a governor who's a bonehead. And yes, I, I say that knowing full well that I never get political on the show. I never explain what my politics are. You know, if, if anyone hasn't figured it out, I'm, I'm pretty centrist in my point of views. You know, like I, I just believe in using common sense, you know, holding people accountable and just not being a dick to people, you know, and, and thinking, believing that everybody should live their lives as best as they could without hurting anybody in the process. That That is really all I care about. So, you know, rich, great guy. He unfortunately lost his dad in the nursing homes due to COVID, you know, and 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 then that's not something that you just get over, you know, and anyone just tells you get over it, really go fuck yourselves. Um, but Rich posted something in regards to COVID, and someone responded to him saying that COVID's a hoax, we're being played by the media, being played by politics. Now, okay, I'll stop right there and I'll say this. The virus is not a hoax. And if my wife hears this, I apologize for using the word. 
the word hoax. But the truth is, it's not a hoax. My in-laws had it. I had it. My wife had it. My former bandmates in Hard Drive had it. We had it. I know people who've had it. And everyone is affected by it differently. You know, I've said in past episodes, it didn't hit me as bad as the flu did. But it hit my wife pretty hard. So when I hear someone saying that we're being played, that it's a hoax, I felt the need to uh, intervene. And I said, look, the way the media is handling it is a joke. The way politicians are handling it is a joke. But the virus is not a joke. And her rebuttal was that I was suffering from election infection. Election infection. What on God's green earth is election infection? I have no idea. But my response was, okay, educate me, please. What is election infection? Please, you know, entertain me uh, with, 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 with the definition of what that is. Her response was that it's not her job to educate me. That's what I went to school for. It's a shame my teachers failed. I said, okay, I see where this conversation is going. Thanks for enlightening me. Again, I had the sarcasm on. I'm from Queens. That's how we roll. Her response was, it's not my fault you have no education. My response was, and it's not my fault that you have no class. So we're even. And Rich blocked this person and apologized to me. I'm like, Rich, you have nothing to apologize for. People, whether I agree with them or not, they have the right to post whatever the hell they want on their Facebook. Okay, I am not a fascist. I do not think that, you know, people should only post things on their Facebook that I agree with. Otherwise, I'm going to... You know, take them down. If I don't like what they post, I just unfollow. It's that simple. But I I think the fact that this person said that Rich's feelings about the pandemic were, you know, ridiculous. You know, downplaying them, basically. You know, I felt like I had to intervene for my friend. And I don't regret doing it. And I'm talking to you right now with a clear mind and a more level head because before I had recorded, oh, I don't know, about five takes of me ripping this person apart. Now, I was hesitant to post it because I was afraid that it would have become, well, you know, I just didn't want a witch hunt on me. So I will say this to, you know, put the situation to rest. I know this person. She has come to many hard drive shows. And I respect her as a human being. But I don't have to respect or acknowledge her opinion. I'd rather just say, you know what? You weren't my friend before. And you're not my friend now. So... I don't need that kind of stupidity in my life. 
and I don't need that kind of BS in 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 my world. You know, I I don't mind engaging people in respectful discussion, debate, discourse, whatever. I'm totally cool with it. But the moment that you resort to insulting a person's character or saying stupid stuff like that, I I can't respect that. I I really can't. You know, I mean, I I lost my dad to cancer, not COVID, just over 12 years ago. You know, Rich lost his dad just recently to COVID. And my dad could have helped himself by quitting smoking cigarettes, but he didn't. But am I angry at him? No, I just miss him a lot. And it's okay. I'm at peace with it. Rich, like many other New Yorkers, didn't have that peace because when we were sent ships to put COVID patients on, Governor Cuomo decided it was a better idea to put them in the nursing homes where people are highly susceptible to this virus because of their age, because of their conditions, and a lot of them lost their lives. Big mistake. And it's 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 a shame. It's it sucks that it happened this way. And I think it sucks that our governor decided to cover up and lie about certain things. I, I can't respect that. Um and people are gonna say, Well, why don't you bash Trump? I'm like, because it's not about Trump. It's it's not. This is this is a New York thing, you know. When he was president, he left it to the states to decide, and then you had you know politicians from Michigan, California, Chicago, and New York going about it one way, and then you had other states like Texas and Florida going about it another way. And again, the misinformation that you hear from the media now saying, you know, one side's doing this, one side's doing that, you know, one side's ruining it for their people, the other one side's, you know, a lot of this back and forth, back and forth BS. And I think, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. This is why I say the way it's being handled is a joke. And here we are one year later and yes, the vaccine's out. Thank you, God. But You know, not everyone's got it, but there's still the fact that a lot of these leaders that we trust to enforce laws, you know, decided to stroke their own egos and pull the stuff that they did. And it's it's a shame. It's a real shame. But, you know, we we. We, we just move on, we move forward, you know, we try to heal from these things and hope that justice is served and that things fall where they should. Let the cards fall where they may. And may we just grow better as a society and as a country. That's, that's all I can hope for. Um... Yeah, that's really all I got to say. I just wanted to do a quick episode because I really, I really haven't uh, been posting anything. But 
That, that's really what I want to say, what I've been listening to. So Venom Inc., Ave, check it out. Birthday Massacre, new album, Diamonds. But check everything they got out. And please watch the Bad Habits live stream tomorrow. Again, if you're on my Facebook, I posted it. Or you can find Bad Habits on Facebook, like their page, and you can find the link from there. And remember, the show starts tomorrow, Saturday, uh, March 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern. And it's going all over the world. So let's celebrate the music of Phil Linet the best way we could. Raise a pint of uh, Guinness up in the air and sing Whiskey in the Jar till your head falls off. Anyways, I'm going to end this episode and I want to give a shout out to the following people. Of course, Bad Habits, uh, Lisa over from White Crone, Ralph and Ian over at Vieira, well, not Vieira, but well, Ralph from Vieira Vault, but also Ralph and Ian from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Uh, big shout out to Wayne and Greg over at Rat Saw Review. My boys, uh, big shout out to Suck My Balls and also Beyond Bushido with James and Eric. And... A big shout out to Chris and Aaron over at Decibel Geek. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Things ain't always going to turn your way. What are you going to do? Bitch about it? Nah, just keep living. Keep living. L-I-V-I-N. Living. All right, all right, all right. Why the fuck am I impersonating McConaughey? Anyways, have a good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Music is life. Ratsawreview.com. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Music is Life podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm and Ratsaw Review. Check out the other shows on Ratsaw Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion, The Vieira Vault, The Team Otoki Podcast, The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese Please, and The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. Graphics by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find them on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Medium, written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Leyuk, and Lou Mavs. If you'd like to donate to the channel, please donate to our PayPal at musicislifepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want us to review your music, then contact us at Maps at musicislifepodcast.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle. With much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, check out www.musicislifepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out www.ratsareview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers.